mission, I'ma get it. You know I be on the way. Yeah, I have practice tonight. They they frown upon me coaching little kids. Wasted. <laughs> and I mean, that's a great intro. Welcome yeah. to another episode <laughs> of Ride uh, the Rebellion podcast, the only zero drop podcast on the planet Earth, maybe even in the known universe. It's definitely in the known universe. Okay, there it and is. And you're even in your Star Trek universe. Right. Do, uh, uh, Captain David Freyer, Fravor. <laughs> sure. He yeah. told us uh, that, that there's no aliens don't have a zero drop podcast. I'm pretty sure that that's how the flat earth thing got started by somebody from your people yeah. telling somebody from my people yeah. the truth about Star Trek or Star Wars. And yeah. we don't have anything. We just believe it. You just right. You just have to go. They look smart. He looks smart. Yeah, he's smart. He's smart. No, he he has Star Wars stuff on his wall. You got to trust that guy. The Earth is I think flat. That's not the same anymore. I no. I think these people, like my people, are now just fully a part of society. I know. Fully embraced. I like how we're a zero drop podcast, like all inclusive. Everybody's cool, but we have segregated ourselves. <laughs> like <laughs> your people and my people. Yeah, but we get along. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. there's no. There's no shame in the game anymore. Absolutely not. And I, I, it's really funny is we have a mountain bike podcast that's based on Star Trek, Star Wars, and making fun of me. Yeah, I know. And that's like one of the favorites. In fact, we're going to bring it back today. <laughs> it um, is funny. Everybody we're bring it. it back. We have an epic prize pack uh, or a prize today. Um, you really want to get your hands on it. Ooh, very handsy. Very, very handsy. Um, <laughs> and shout out to uh, uh, them as a not yet sponsor, hopefully one day sponsor, but we gotta give big props to to uh, Carrie for the hookup. Absolutely, Carrie and the Dirt Sharks Nike team. Yeah, always throwing up the hookups. You should go uh, support them as much as you can. Um, they have a lot of support, but I'm sure they would love a bunch of rowdy mountain bikers in the age demographic that our our statistics show us. Mm-hmm. You might get arrested. Yeah, <laughs> there's a high yeah. probability of arrest. I always see like a look on Carrie's face when I roll up to her practices. Like, careful, Dale. Careful. That's careful. right. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? How's this gonna go? Right. Behave. Yeah, it's always one of those things. Like, uh, I always wonder if she's like, uh, she's like in her mind, there's like rolling of dice mm-hmm. and she's like, oh God, oh God, oh God. No, you know, like she doesn't want to roll wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like playing craps. Yeah. And then it is what it is. That's exactly We're what just mountain bikers. We're just dudes. I up the, the, up the volume to adjust for Dale's lack yeah. of sitting Man, Glued I can't to sit the still. I'm trying to sit so still right now. I know you can only look with one eye. I'm like peeking out one eye, and fortunately, my back is hurt, so it like helps. That. Oh, well, that's good. It helps me not have to move them. Not to squiggle. Pulls I should take up. away a squiggle chair. In the new studio, we're going to take away. We're getting a new studio. We're going to get because Crash has got a new office. I'm going to get you a. Chairs. No, they make too much noise. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to sound like <laughs> in the background. Wow. Uh, but once we do that, I'm going to force. I'll, I'll have a different rig set up. Because right. then it'll be much easier. It's much more space in this tiny 200-square-foot uh, office I jam people into. It is pretty cool when we have guests in here. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like we're our, we're playing footsie during the It uh, is the totally. It's, it's nut to butt for sure. Yeah. There's no way around it. John did a great job with my legs on top of his last week in the interview. It was it was awkward. <laughs> Speaking of, John's leg on top of yours or yours on top of Whoa. his. You rode Skyway, and so did John, and so did uh, shout out to the soft member. The soft um, member. He, <laughs> He did. He rode and he crushed it. He crushed it. Uh, so we had myself, John, um, Don, 
the magic wand yeah uh that's not mexican right uh filipino don uh and cj he did yep. cj did the hundred miler oh um, that's brutal cj is also building his own private trails publicly she private um yep. but cj did the hundred miler on a hardtail by epic. choice and it was brilliant that's why they called the skyway epic um we also had another barry dale he used to live here he lives in memphis now but he yep. hung out with us for a while and some dudes from mississippi that rode with us it was pretty sweet um so we had a huge group and and that race is Kind of give us the you rundown because yeah. a lot of people I wasn't familiar until last year when you did it and you were like I'm training and you rode past me like mm. I was like oh, okay I'll see you later and you're doing your thing so kind of set it up for us and and you even met uh, is it Eric that puts it on What's no it Jason Jason, Jason. Sheer he, yeah, uh, yeah just ordinary give us the yeah, yeah so um, I honestly I don't know why I do this race it's really really fun to to brutalize your body I guess but the race starts out Lake Howard and Silicaga and it goes up. Uh, there's a 60-ish mile race and there's a 100-ish mile race. Right. Um, the 100 milers start out an hour before us and and Jason that does it with Ordinary Epics and Wendy, they do a great job of making this race atmosphere second to none. Um, I think that's what it is. It's a small race. There's 250 total people, um, but it's it's nestled in this nice little cove of obscurity, I guess, because right. no one really knows about it. And the single track is is beautifully maintained and kept up by Billy Bean from the Cogs crew. And so when we go there, you know, you're just like in this valley and there's loud music playing from the Ordinary Epics bus and and there's stuff going on and it's all mountain bikers. And they played Rad on the big screen the night Epic. before and it was, oh my gosh, it was like my 15-year-old, wait, 15, maybe 10-year-old self was right. super excited. You know, I'm like singing every word, annoying everybody in our little tent area. But so we camp out all weekend we have fun and we get to ride our bikes and when you ride your bike it's a 11 mile single track to double track and the double track is like a jeep road that you climb um there's like a 1400 foot five Ooh. mile climb to start Brutal. it out when you get on the double track so you climb you end up going out for us 60 ish milers we go out like 38 miles or so um, and turn around and come back um, and you have to do it all over again and you think it's easy the first year I did, I was on the bike for over seven and a half, maybe seven hours and 45 minutes. And I did not have nutrition well. They were like, drop bags? I was like, what the hell's a drop bag? You guys eat during this? Like, that's stupid. Why are you wasting your time? This right. year, I sat down with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and was like, I'm going to smash this and take my time. And this year, I kept telling everybody around me, like, just enjoy yourself and have fun. And last year, I cramped at mile 40, had to ride 30-some miles cramping. Brutal. It was terrible. This year, I uh, did not cramp. I pushed really hard coming back, and I thought I beat my time. I beat my ride time by over an hour. Wow. I didn't beat my overall time, right? But my ride time was faster. I just braked longer and and took pictures more and enjoyed myself and talked to the people around me. And that's what's fun about it. It's kind of a it's a it's a fraternity, I guess, of people that finish the race. And right, you see somebody out with that shirt on, you're like, damn, you're one of us, you know? Right, and it, right. it's not. I don't even know that I, I want to do it again, but I just want to go there during the race. And I, I volunteered the Sweet Potato Ride the Rebellion Brotherhood to come do the aid station next year. So oh, I think it'd be great. We talked about that, maybe doing like even a podcast from that would be sweet. like recording stuff. If if people will talk and just getting it, because it would just it'd be an interesting take of like mid ride. Mm -hmm. You have a few words. I'll just run alongside as yeah. best we can and just be like getting that kind of stuff. That'd be that would be epic for sure. The Skyway Epic Podcast, <laughs> epically, <laughs> be um, hilarious. But yeah, and for people like like me, I trained a little bit for it's hard to train down here on us flat earthers. But 
like people like John that just recovered from a car accident, like that is monumental to finish something like that. And to finish it in period is monumental for anyone because right. it's not easy. I mean, we go 68 miles and 6,500 feet of climbing over that period, give or take. And so <laughs> it's not easy. So when you see somebody like that, that overcame something so oh, big yeah. Oh, yeah. or like CJ never done the hundred miler and just beasted it. He was on his bike for 12 hours. That's and, insane. Yeah. And he didn't, I mean, he's a monster anyway, but at the end he was like, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm like, you're all right. I'm not, I I heard for you. I've had like six beers before you got done. No joke. Yeah. Like it's crazy, but it's awesome. And you know, everybody just sits down and like high fives each other and tries to drink Pedialyte and beer at the same time. Right. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird mix, huh? Mm -hmm. Special cocktail. The Skyway cocktail is Pedialyte and beer. (laughs) Oh man, we should coin that next year. That'd be great. Well, we used to have a white trash mimosas down here and it was, uh, it was orange juice and malt liquor. And so you take Colt 45 or uh, OE and you literally, and it tastes like a mimosa and a shout out to the, I think it was the Assans. There was a punk band that came up with it. I can't remember which guys it was. I'm going to say it's the Assans, but shout out to Neil and those guys. And they, and it was like a whole song they had. It was a whole gimmick. Um, but now you got the Skyway Epic is Pedialyte and beer. Yeah. Last year or this year I made a post on the P on the Pedialyte on the Skyway group. Um, and I said, Hey, for anybody that needs any post race counseling, we're going to have Dr. Paps B ribbon. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) No one took me up on it, but the beer was there. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty funny. I think that's great. Yeah. There was definitely some counseling that was needed. So what about like the overall vibe of it? Uh, you talked about kind of that stuff, but I mean, as, as you've written it twice now, you talked about the nutrition side of things, and it's funny enough because uh, this guy. Hey, guys. This is Boomtown Bill calling in from Silver Hill. I got a quick question for Dale. Dale, what's your go-to pre-ride meal to help you crush those miles? Or do you prefer to ride fasted? Either way, could you please elaborate on why you feel as advantageous over the other? Thanks a bunch. See you out on the trail. Uh, that teed up well. So give me that. Uh, what's your nutrition breakdown on that side of things when you did this? You talked about yes. <laughs> hashtag let's get sponsored by them. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. So I just smashed some Uncrustables. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I think. He stole from his children. Let's yeah. be honest. I think I saw somebody post that they rode with Uncrustables. But I like so before the race, I ate four Uncrustables and took some Roctane goo tablets and I don't, I just ate a bunch of stuff that I probably wouldn't have eaten before a normal ride because the first hour and a half you're on single track and there's no way to eat. Right. So you just kind of fuel up before and you're going to burn 6,000 calories during the day. So you got to refeed at some point. And I'm not a, like, I don't like eating when you're doing that stuff. So right. the easiest way to do it is something that you'll want to eat, but you ha- like, you have to, I ate a lot of peanut butter. Everything was peanut butter and jelly. And then I had a pocket on the new sweet potato jerseys. Yep. Unzipped. Yeah. Full of Skittles. Like, just packed <laughs> oh full. God. So I'm just pedaling down the trail. and In like, place of Buckeyes. Yeah, in place Skittles. of Buckeyes would have melted. It would have right. gotten bad. Um, but so I'm pedaling down the trail, and some dude behind me was like, dude, you're like dropping Skittles. I was like, yeah, so I know my way back. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> he didn't think it was funny. Some people don't think my jokes are funny. I don't know why. I, I th- well, no, I think some people are just so serious on oh, the bike. Yeah. Um, it always it, it, it's always weird to me when, and I get it. Maybe you're in athletic mode. You're in in that face, and you're yeah. trying to. But I remember, like even the Bethel race, there was like I was cracking jokes the whole time, mm-hmm. passing people, or you've got to riding alongside people. And somebody passed me, and, and I made something. I was like, "You're the fastest old guy I've met," or something <laughs> dumb, just like trying to encourage it them, you off and keep right. Going. And they just are grumpy about it. It's like, yeah. come on, man. It's like not that. Well, there was a at the aid station on the way back. Some dude was like, out of the way, out of the way, I'm in a hurry. And I was like, dude, you're not in a hurry. If you're all the way back here, you're not winning anything. Right. Like, hate to break it 
to you. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just have fun. Enjoy yourself. I'm like, we'll get out of your way. But I said, the good thing about my life is my wife doesn't even know how to read. So she doesn't know if I got first or last. And nobody else really cares where I finish. <laughs> oh, my God. Casey, I apologize. <laughs> now on behalf of uh, the the views reflected in this podcast <laughs> yeah. are not necessarily the views of Craft Show. and Also, she me. works and I don't. So Well, fair enough. She can read her way to work <laughs> <laughs> and she's in healthcare. Um, so I, I, I kind of find it interesting that, I mean, you got to find the hack that works and, and does it like, you know, again, on that side of the nutrition thing. I remember even back in the Bethel stuff, you'd coached me really well and set me up for the race itself. But even on my serious ride days, I still have like a little, like I won't be hungry in the morning, but I force, I force myself to eat something. Usually it's peanut butter based and uncrustable or something like yeah. that. Cause that's just good, big, protein or it's a huge amount of calories up front so i just stack my calories with some carbs and then go um i switched off a keto and went back to regular carbs just moderated low fat but that still allows some carbs in and just that shift in diet like i have so much more energy to ride i mean keto is great but man it just it's brutal keto is good but it's just because it disciplines you like you can't cheat on it right one cookie is going to ruin your whole week yeah so no Cheeto on keto. No Cheeto on keto. Ooh, that's a good that's yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, it's absolutely. You need to have the cat like flipping you off or something. <laughs> the Chester Cheetah. I I think that that really was the key because I set my Garmin to tell me when to drink. Um, and last year I just didn't drink hardly. And right. This year I drank eight bottles of water over the long the period, and wow. I drank every time the Garmin said drink. Right. So, and I actually had to like pee during the race. I know it's TMI, but that was a good sign that you're not dehydrated. Yeah, exactly right. Feel dehydrated. Yeah, know? no, that's crucial. And I, on the way back, I kept thinking, all right, I keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. I didn't want to cramp too early. Right. So then when I got to the single track, I wasn't cramping and I just hammered down and passed so many people. Like I was passing people and they thought I was in the hundred mile group because they're like, wait, why do you stop so much energy? All right. And I was like, no, I just conserved. I probably should have started pushing a little earlier. I could have got done faster, but I was still scared to cramp and I didn't want to. No, I don't blame you. It's also interesting. You brought up the, the like the goo stuff. Did you get that from Aaron? Yeah, I got yeah. from uh, run and try Run and try. And I was going to bring it up. I just was in there the other day. Yeah. And the thing about, uh, and Aaron's a sponsor, but it's legit. Like mm-hmm. Aaron is trail runner and runner. Really nothing directly with mountain biking. I'm except trying he to get loves him the on trails. a bike. I know. Except for he beat me on my own bike. That's right. He beat yeah. you on the Jameis. But uh, I would, like his, that's the kind of store where you can go talk to him because he's been doing this so long. He's used a lot of the products. He's so the guru. He's, oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Tied in now. He's also the Mobile's largest on-cloud dealer. That's right. <laughs> Allegedly. Gang, gang. So he, uh, anyway, talking to him about it, we were just going over different things and he's just got a wealth of knowledge to kind of help. And you got to find what works for you. Some stuff doesn't work so well for me. It's just mm-hmm. not my, like I like the stinger waffles. They taste great, but they're just not my jam. No. They're the new goos are liquid too. So they're not gel. I noticed that. That was so nice. And he's got the beer one. Have you seen that? The, the, the hoppy, the hoppy, hoppy by thing? nature. Yeah. Hoppy. Pretty, hoppy by nature. I don't know what that's it is. a beer. It's a beer, <laughs> but that's I'm a an legit alcoholic. beer. <laughs> um, but that it is, uh, I forget what it is, but the goos that are liquid and not yeah. get gel was so refreshing like yeah. to not have to chew and chew and chew. Right. And that's, I also ate tons of those. Uh, they're like gummy things, but they're, I forget what brand they are. I don't even know. Ask Aaron. He's yeah, pretty good. At that's it. the guy. We'll have him on the show just to talk. Yeah. But I, I we were going to talk about shoes anyway, at some point anyway, just cause it's relevant. Not even just mountain bike shoes, shoes in general. Cause you, we use our feet to ride. You got to take care of them. Blah, blah, blah. You'll Fortunately get or unfortunately, I'm also a runner. Right. So 
I think it's all the same. I run from time to time. You have to run. If you want to be a better mountain biker, (laughs) you have to run. I swear. I swear by running. Yeah. It's either road bike or run. Yeah. You take your life in your own hands if you road bike. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Um, So one of the other things that I kind of wanted to lead into was uh, you did not ride your new bike. You rode your old bike Mm -hmm. because your new bike is not at all equipped to ride that. Your new bike is a, is really a downhill bike essentially or an enduro bike. Frankly, So it is not in the position to to put in the pedals. No, I would have died about mile one. Right. Um, to go from a 34 pound bike to just a 30 pound bike was a huge difference. Right. And just the, the body position on the bike is a huge difference. So that's one of the things I think is interesting. A lot of riders out there um, that I've come across. And again, I bought a special, uh, I got it from a buddy from shout out to, to not the Todd, but Todd, mm-hmm. uh, I picked it up from him and he was nice enough to sell, sell me a, a Marlin six for next to nothing. He gave me a rack. I mean, he just like unloaded stuff. So I was ready to ride the new kit, right? New kid. Kit. I totally got it. He gave it to me at a deal. It was like really cheap. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say in case I want to resell it. I want to <laughs> keep it quiet. Anyway, so I, uh, it was a hardtail and I wrote it and I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm back in. And immediately I was like, I'm done with this. I want full sauce. I'm going for it. Give me the squish. And so it was during the pandemic. There were a lot of bikes. I think I've told this before. So I ended up buying what I could find, which was a guy was selling a used, but brand new 2021 Scott, um, genius 950. And it was medium. And at the time I had done all my research on reach and I was like going off all and, and sizing and all this stuff, but I didn't know enough. I'd ask questions. I would visit singletracks.com. I would visit, uh, I didn't go to pink bike cause I always felt too intimidated to even look there. Single mm-hmm. tracks is way more approachable. And so I'd go places like that and I'd read, watch YouTube videos, all that stuff, right. To help me figure out what bike I needed. The stuff I wanted was not available. Right. Or for, way out of the price range. Way out of the price range. <laughs> None of the local stores had bikes. If yeah. they did, they were ten thousand dollars, and it's just mm-hmm. not happening. I was like, I, you know, I didn't even want to spend what I spent. I spent three grand on that bike, so I almost paid brand new price. Yeah, but that's still sweet price. Oh, it was great. That was shipped, so the guy took off some, but then was shipping and just got right. back and forth. So, and he was a good, very nice guy. Great transaction. Um, I appreciate it very much. So I get that bike and I ride it and I love it and it's great. But as time has gone on. I've noticed once my riding skills got to a certain point, I started feeling different on the bike. It got mm-hmm. to a point where I was like, this does not, it does something. I want to race with it, but it doesn't feel like it's necessarily, it, my riding style seems to have progressed past what this bike feels like it could do well. Mm-hmm. And so I feel limited. And so one of the things I want to talk about is when do you know? Cause you just, you just outfitted, right? You shifted mm-hmm. over, you started with that Jameis and then you switched to the mm-hmm. specialized camber. Is that what it yeah. was? And now you're on something completely different yeah, yeah. because your riding changed along the way. Now you still can go back to your specialized and I mm-hmm. might still keep my Scott. I don't know for sure. But the idea is I feel like at some point for me or others out there listening, when do you think it is? When would you say is new buy day? Not new bike day, new buy day. Cause there's a lot that goes into looking for a bike for some people. I actually just made this comment this morning that I have a brand new bike and I want another one. Like right. I just always want something different. And, not because my bike's incapable, but just because it's like we're inundated with bikes. If you're in our industry or in right. the world, our social media feeds are just full of the next best thing. And, oh, yeah. and you're never going to be satisfied. And when I went to that race this last weekend, I noticed like people are riding old bikes and they don't care. They're just pounders. Like they've been putting miles and miles. There's a dude that did 250 miles at that race. He rode there from Birmingham, did the race, Brian Toon. 
He's a animal. He did the hundred mile race Good and God. then rode back to Birmingham. Two hundred fifty miles that day on Brutal. a hardtail, like just on a hardtail. Pretty sure it was a hardtail. But so, how much chamois butter you think that guy goes through? Way more than I ever want to touch. <laughs> right? like, I can't imagine that. That's just that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I'd love to hear it, but he probably doesn't like talking much. If you're like being on a bike that much, you like to just put your head down. I know we got to track him down people. though. We need to get him on the show. That'd that's awesome. fascinating mm-hmm. to me. So I went off on a tangent there, but oh, that's what we do. I think that when it comes to bikes, I've always called like, I have nicknames for bikes. So hard tails to me are gateway drugs. Cause they just gateway you into a, a full suspension bike right. or like a, uh, tandem bikes or joint Facebook accounts. Yep. Because if you ride one, you have a joint Facebook account. <laughs> That's Clearly. exactly Your right. Your wife drives you from the rear. Like, right. That's the way it works. Um, so if there's ever two dudes on a tandem, I'd just, I'll, whatever. We're not even going there. We're not I kind of I kind of want to get a tandem and then see if we can send it. Like I want to have get like a, a bro, the true bro duro oh is you bro you bro duro down uh, some of the rev trails on a tandem. Let's just get side hacks. They're '80s BMX bikes. That oh yeah, like a side thing. Yep, that'd be way cooler. Oh my god. Because who's gonna ride on a tandem with me for real? I don't know, but I think it's hilarious. No one. No one will even ride my line, let alone on. on I'll my, do it to shamelessly promote the podcast. Can you imagine our turn downs? No, because I can't do one. <laughs> oh, that would be the first one you've ever done. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, the new, but when you come to a bike, new buy day, first of all, it's going to be mountain biking is really cheap as long as you bike by yourself. Right. As soon as you have friends, then you're like, oh, my God, I got to keep up. Yeah. Even, though, even though no one is telling you to keep up, it's just you see it and you think you need it. Yeah, I agree. Um, because generally the people with really cool stuff are better than you. So that they, you think that's how it works? It's just like golf. Yeah, of course. Like the dudes with the nice clubs, like they're going to be really good because they play all the time. Right. You don't see somebody that's a hack with crappy clubs. So, but I always, I always laugh though because I'm like, I can go pull out my hardtail Jamus and probably keep up with everyone. Right. And it's not that nice. I mean, it's a nice bike. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as nice as some other people's. So I don't know that it's always the bike, but it does tailor to what you want to do with it. Like what you said, um, you kind of outgrew what you were doing with it. You were kind of just pedaling, getting used to mountain biking. Right. Now you're starting to jump and do something. Well, I'm things. even jumping sizes because I live, yeah. uh, I'm 5'10", so I live in that really weird range mm-hmm. of medium and large. So I can get a, a, yeah, a medium. manufacturers, I think, are different. And they all shift. Yeah. I go by reach normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my reach, though, on my bike is 439. And the bike that I've been looking at pretty hardcore is 470. Wow. Like I'm going for, like I want that two inches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, so does she. Yeah, that's exactly. Hey, that was well done. So does she is the, is the new one. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I've been looking at that over and over again, just just processing it through and thinking about that stuff. Just for me, I have a snappy bike, right? And I can I can blaze through some stuff, but I don't have necessarily the same stability. And I definitely yeah. don't feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a little crowded now. As my riding's progressed, I feel like I I, I move more on the yeah. bike. The bike moves more with me, and I'm I, I just want a little more of that space. Yeah, we noticed that the other day. You and I were riding together, yeah. and like in the tight single track, tight turny stuff. Like I can't go any faster. But right. once it turns and goes downhill, it's like a rocket. That's exactly it. And so even for me, that like the riding style that I enjoy is like. I like going fast through the single track, but I'm not in it to XC that stuff. Right. Like I, it's more enduro-y in my brain of pushing, but nothing crazy. So well, I here's looking, like another question is like, how do you buy a bike that you want that fits where you ride? That's because, the harder part. Yeah. That's that one of the hardest part. questions to, to, yeah, because I get told all the time my bike, I'm way over biked for where we oh, live. Yeah. 
and that's fine, but I don't plan on only riding this bike here. I want to have a bike that no matter where I go, it's not too much of a bike or too less of a bike. Like I can ride my bike everywhere. Right. That's the the exact same. That's one of the biggest challenges I think is you can look at all the specs. You can go to all these dealer websites. You can go sit on them mm-hmm. uh, for what's available. You know, we're very limited here and, and not knocking it, but we're limited to really three brands. Right. Um, I mean, Phil does sell Niners, but like, again, we're limited to specialized, maybe a couple Niners, but you have specialized Trek and then you have giant and that's it. And I guess, uh, uh, what's his name has Cannondale and Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily on the trend of bikes, right? right? So you're limited. And even then, when you go in, it's very rare you're going to see a stash or a slash, whatever it's called. But you're What's not going to see a bike that you actually want. I right. mean, no offense to the bike shops, but you see Phil does have stump jumpers, though. He does. There's, there's no, no, he has stuff. some stumpies for sure. But a lot of times what you see on our news feeds, on our social media, like we'll see Revels and we'll see yeah, that's right. sweet pivots and we'll see, you know, YT. I mean, just Ibis alone, just, just the concept. That was one of the yeah. bikes that, that's been in consideration for me for a while is an Ibis. And even then the closest place to demo one is Atlanta. Yeah. That, I mean, I have, we haven't even said what I have. I have a common cell meta TR. Right. And I bought it straight from the factory. So it was like direct to consumer. And yep. I had never seen a one in person let alone ridden one. And it was kind of like, just see what happens. So can I ask you this? When you first got on it, you're going from a pretty bit, you're going from a bike with nowhere near the same. I don't even no, think your head ge- tube angles the same. No, the geometry is totally different. Right. A specialized camber. was what I was riding before. And so when you jumped to this, when you first sat on it, was there like a weird sort of feeling of like, not, not disappointment ever, but like questioning. Cause it's new. And yeah. suddenly it's like, Whoa, what have I gotten into? When I first, uh, the Todd and I put it together, um, next to his badass Chevelle, by the way, but yeah. we put it together and I sat down on it and I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? Like, I felt like I was on a chopper and it's 160 mil travel in the front, 150 in the back. So I'm going from 130, 120 to 160, 150. And it was like, I'm never this bike. I felt like I'd pedal twice and barely move, you know, like on my right. specialized, I pedal twice and I'm rocket shipped out of here. And so my other goal with the, the meta was I built it piece by piece. I bought it by the frame and just put it together, but there's zero carbon on the bike. So it's right. all, all aluminum or yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Or aluminum, mixed metal, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but zero carbon, that's kind of a zero carbon footprint. Yeah. I made that joke that I bought it with Tesla stock. So, <laughs> That's a great Elon Musk version of car. Are you going to put that on your bike somewhere? I should. Elon taking a hit of the joint on that. Yeah, that's what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So I think, though, it's really difficult. This is a hard question because what you want and what you need is way two different things. That's exactly right. Because I went way overboard. Like, I have electronic shifting. You know, I have every part that I would, I don't want to have to upgrade much. I mean, maybe I have to upgrade the... And for some people, I think the upgrade is the process. Right. Yeah. So what's interesting is I uh, I went to a trailhead last night for a night ride, just showed up. Um, Chris asked me to show up there. Uh, and then he dropped X-Punk. You. And then he dropped me. Zero <laughs> dropped my ass, Chris. Zero dropped Chris. Um, What's up, punk? <laughs> yeah, no joke, man. <laughs> Old punk Chris just taking a shot. So anyway, so I went up there and, and I, I brought the recorder. So I'm going to apologize. It's a little windy. But I was able to sit down and, and just chat briefly with four different riders on why they chose the bike they rode. And so here are those kind of edited out. Uh, I rode a lot when I was younger and um, I started getting back into it when I was about 35. I had my original GT Avalanche, full rigid, no suspension. I brought it out here. I couldn't do three miles. Finally got to where I could do five miles broke the head tube it just cracked so i upgraded to a 
hardtail with suspension and then since then upgraded to full suspension bike and I you just I don't know. I like my hardtail a lot, but I just love my what full suspension. So you brought a, you're riding currently riding a salsa. What made you buy the salsa? So this is a this should be a friend of mine's uh, it's a salsa horse thief, it's two thousand twelve. And uh, it needed some it needed some work on it and he was like, Come and give me some money, come to Atlanta and pick it up. And so I went there and picked it up, and I put a lot of work into it, and it's great. It, I, it needs to be upgraded now, but but uh, it's it's I still rock it. There you go. So originally I rode a 2008 Harley Escape hardtail, 26 inch OG, and I got to the point when I got back into riding here about a year ago, it was constantly breaking on me, constantly. So I decided it was time to look for a new bike when uh we got all that stimulus money, spent it well. I found a 2017 specialized camber aluminum in Pelham for 1600 bucks, and that was when I knew it was the time when I found the deal. So yours is completely financially based. Did you look at like any of the specs or any of that? A little, just enough to know it wasn't garbage. Fair enough. I like it. All right, so now we go to a guy that you're on your first bike, second bike. Okay, so give me that story. And then maybe talk about the fact that you've done some upgrade stuff because I think that's another thing is like sometimes it's not about buying a whole new bike. You could go as wild as you've done and upgrade the shit out of it. Okay, so my first bike was actually a Walmart bike that was a Hardtail 26. Uh, I was sold on a full suspension 29er when someone let me ride theirs a little bit here at South and that pretty much sold me so I found this Motovacane. Uh, I chose this specifically because I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on a bike that I knew I wanted to upgrade because for me mountain biking half of it is actually upgrading the bike and personalizing the bike to my taste. A buddy of mine from high school was like Christian I know you're looking into getting in shape or whatever got an awesome deal for you one of the baddest bikes out and it's called a GT Aggressor and I'm like man this thing is awesome it's sweet got out here uh, and i thought it was awesome really great deal get out here to south alabama and see all these bikes that are just blowing my gt aggressor out of the water my little three or four hundred dollar bike turned into not squat pretty soon and i saw a guy named willie out here that had a intense bike and i fell in love with it he let me ride it and uh after that it's over man i wanted an intense kept looking and finally found the one i wanted on the player's closet and i uh, sealed the deal got that thing and uh, i wanted to do uh, bicycles to get more in shape for dirt bikes i ride a ktm that's orange this intense is orange just like it so it wasn't really much thought other than that going into it but and earlier before we jumped into that you had mentioned era uh, you'd mentioned like part by part and what's interesting is Aaron, shout out to Aaron that rides with us at the Rub, but Aaron had gone through and he bought like a Moto Bacane or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and he's literally upgraded that bike piece by piece, and he stacked a Fox 34 in the front. And, and he has axis shifting. He has axis shifting now. Like he, for him, the upgrade, and he, he says as much, the upgrade process was part of the fun for him, was buying the parts and adding it to it. And see, that's another mentality for some people. Mm-hmm. I thought I was in that group. So I, on my Scott, for example... I went through and I didn't do any major changes yet. I need a new bottom bracket or I could use a bottom bracket, but I went through it. all use bottom bracket. That's exactly right. I thought I was going to change all that stuff out. And then I bought a set of, we are one carbon wheels, uh, knowing that I could use them on any bike going forward as long as I, I was okay with it. And then I like now though, I look at bikes and I'm like, I just want to get like, 
I have Dior. I want to skip SLX and just go to XT. I don't think I can afford XTR bikes. <laughs> XTR bikes are, if it's a $1,500 group set, right. there ain't no way, right? That bike's going to be way out of my range. But I like, I want to jump up and get a better, I, I, you know, and even then yeah. there's minimal differences, but oh. it is a real thing. And so I think part of it is for me, I want to just move small pieces up and upgrade as opposed to, and get something I like more. Here's the other challenge. This does not apply to our listeners that happen to be lucky enough to live in cities where there's demo areas and all that. The other hard part, and I think it's really scary and it's very intimidating as a mountain biker to me. And when you look at new by day, not bike day, new by day, Mm -hmm. you can't ride some of these. No. So what metrics do you go off of in order? What, what did you use any metrics at all when you started looking at, at stuff you to just pull and pray, bro? That's right. I mean, as, as much as you have to, I mean, you're only going to be, you're still, you might not like it. Right. So what if the shoe never fits you right? Maybe you right. have to sell it and buy something different. Take the loss. Yeah. It's just the risk that you're going to have to take. And plus, if you don't ride this, if you only ride the same trail over and over again, why are you upgrading in the first place? I totally agree. And then my other challenge was, even if I go demo the bike, uh-huh. right? I didn't get to spend enough time on it. So right. I feel like you can't, I, I feel like it's a, you can't win it's unless like you have a buddy that has one that lets you ride right. it consistently for, I mean, that's the best way. So mm-hmm. if I was going to rank the process of going through this, like that I currently am, is like the best is if I, Yours is an XL, isn't it? Yeah, you can ride it, though. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to be like, it's literally going to be a chopper for me. But you'll be able to feel what it feels like to have a high-travel bike. Like, no one else. I don't think anyone else. I got a 150. Mine's a 150. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's just like... But it's so small. So you see what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. it's a different angle. Like, my head tube is Your head tube is just like 64.9 or something? Yeah, my bike doesn't fit on my Kuat rack. Like, it's so long. It's like over 50 (laughs) inches long, I think. Like it's so long. I know. But so my point being is like, with the exception of that, there's nobody else that has a bike like that, that I know in the area. Right. Mm -hmm. I would have to be out of town or whatever. So pretty soon. So, so the best way to do this is find somebody that has a bike. I mean, if you're really like the exact bike or something that has similar specs that they'll let you ride a bit, you need Mm -hmm. to ride on it some, right? Don't crash though. Cause that's the shittiest man. Shitty, shitty. Uh, Anyway. So then the next tier down is, you know, then you go to a shop. So this is one thing I thought about is like, you could go to a shop and you look at similar angles and you know, I'm not going to buy a Trek right. uh, slash. That's just not my style, but I'm going to go try and get on there and, and feel it and see what the head tube or see what it feels like angles wise and just feel different sizing and do the best I can or specialized or whatever it might be. And then the third is, is the more realistic for this area for a lot of people, I think too, is you have to become a geometry. I failed geometry. Mm-hmm. You have to like totally study geometry. And I, at one point had four charts open. Todd Hall was helping me. So shout out to Todd H Todd Hall, not, not, not related, but Todd is sitting there helping me. And we have four windows. I and mean, we're just talking about geometry, comparing stuff. But even then that doesn't change the feel of it. No. So okay. it's such a grab ass game of like, are you going to make it or not? Yeah. I don't think that there's a real answer. Just right. like our fear thing. That's right. <laughs> there's no real answer. It's like, do what you want. Yeah. And I, it is crazy. Though, and I, everybody always does this. They'll come to a group ride and they'll be like, oh man, yeah, I'm just on my shitty hardtail and you guys are all on real nice bikes. It's like, we don't care. We're not going to bike shame anyone. Right. Like, <laughs> we're just happy you're here. Yeah. And you know, and then they, you know, everybody always makes that excuse. Like, Oh, I'll be back here with the other shitty bike guys. Like, no, dude, just ride. We all started there. No one showed up on a $6,000 bike. Yeah. The first ride. Right. It just didn't happen. 
Right. And, and mean, if they did, they're going to have really bad, like that, that buyer's regret. Yeah. Cause you're going to be yeah. disappointed that you're right. not, your skill doesn't match your bike. That's right. I feel like it's better to grow into a bike than it, or I guess grow into it, but grow out of a bike than it is to buy one and grow into it. And I feel like you'll know, you'll know. I feel like you're like, I, it is very clear. It's not just a want for me anymore. All I right. feel like my progression is at a spot where I can't go. I can keep d- doing what I'm doing, but I don't feel like my progression as a rider, there's certain things I'm not doing as well as I want. Mm-hmm. And that comes with new trails or new, new time, but I only have so many local trails we created. Let's, let's face this. And I'm not, this is not a pattern on back. One day this shit will be public and we'll let people come crash with us all day long. But the rebellion exists because I don't want to imitate what for us, we didn't want to imitate what was happening other places we only could deal with the land that we had so we found what we could make to create this south alabama downhill magic right Mm -hmm. even then i can ride that all the time my riding has gotten better from being out there but i also know that at some point i still want to go out of town Mm -hmm. i still want to ride and i want something capable enough that when i'm ready to push myself to the next tier I'm not bringing a bike that's just built for XC or something, you know, more flatland. Right. I'm ready to take it on the next tier and, and kind of push myself forward on that. Yeah, because you don't want to be able to just go somewhere and be like, oh, I can't ride that because my bike can't ride that. Right. I would rather go there and be like, I can't ride it because I can't ride it. Yeah. Like physically, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And then you just go back to wherever you're from and be- develop that skill to go right. back and do it. Um, and then there's always the money barrier, right? That's the and that's, that's the, the final straw. Key. Yeah, right. that's the final breaking point or like that buying point. Right. Is what can I afford? Right. So when I used to bartend, the the wine rep made this, and you're more of a wine drinker, maybe whiskey, yeah. wine, whatever. Whiskey I'm not. wine. Um, the wine guy goes, dude, winos don't drink expensive wine. They drink expensive wine, find out what it tastes like, then they go to a grocery store, department store, find a cheap wine that tastes similar and that's what they drink. That's exactly right. And so what you do is you find a bike that maybe you can't afford and you ride it or demo it or eyeball it or put it in your spank bank. Right. And then you find something that's similar or comparable that you can or or buy something with lesser components and upgrade it over time to match that bike or to be what and you want it to be. That's where I mean the different common cell is like blowing it out of the water yeah. and, and downhill. But the direct to consumer canyon um, there's a bunch of YT. Them. Yeah. There's a bunch Gorilla of those Gravity. that are making legitimately fantastic bikes that you can go watch downhill mm-hmm. guys send on, right? You yeah, can watch them do it. it. Right. And it's great to see him happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about, then you have the crazy guys like Luca that are doing their own thing. Uh, not Luca. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, mm-hmm. um, uh, damn, I'm blanking on his name. Cause I just see Luca now from the syndicate and now I he, jumps he rode with them yesterday. Yeah. Nico. Um, anyway, so you have all this shift happening. So, but the crazy part is, there's some of those that you can go pick up that are even cheaper. So you've got to like, I think the financial barrier is a great scenario of like legitimately go look at Polygon's bikes. Yeah. Polygon just announced a bunch of new ones at Sea Otter and they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Right. So Polygon direct to consumer stuff, know that you might spend a little more money. Well, you could save money on a poly and then upgrade it as it goes. Mm-hmm. And there is uh what's the film that we watched at Nexus? What is that? What is that called? I can't think of it now. Uh, 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 I don't know the name. Dang. It's that it's mountain sweep. bike film. It's a sweet, it's film. on Netflix. It's fantastic. Uh, accomplice. accomplice. So accomplice, there's a whole sequence in there of down high, downhill. And it's a bunch of bros together. And one of the dudes ascended on a poly. Oh yeah. They have a high end bike, just like every company. Hyper so you've got too. the opportunity to get something a little bit cheaper that you can do something with if you'll pursue that and kind of look at it that way. So it's mm-hmm. just an option for you to look at. Yeah. And 
I, like I said, I we're really bougie. We're going against our uh, our norm of what we talk about. Yeah, with all of our specs and stuff. But I think that it's good to know, you know, yeah. like where we come from. We didn't start with these bikes, right? And I mean, without my wife working, I wouldn't have this bike anyway. Right? <laughs> you know? No, I'm with so, you. I get it. I mean, well, a Tesla, but I think it's that was fun. The f- part of the process, so, like I knew nothing about bottom brackets or or head tube or headsets or right. you know what handlebars I wanted, and maybe I'm not set. I bought all DAT components, and maybe I'm not set on those, and maybe I don't know. But I got P and W dropper post and. Like I went all out, like as much as I thought that I was, you know, right. without going carbon. And and that's my thing is like, um, I don't, this podcast was never meant to be a tech podcast, no, not at all. but there is a little bit of it when you start getting into, and that's why I'm trying to pose different ideas of how yeah. you might pursue. It may just be this bike looks cool. And if that's, that's all the I, qualifier I mean, you really, need, I yeah, your bike looks cool as shit. Cause it's polished. Like yeah. that was where it was torn between a gorilla gravity trail pistol yeah. and the meta. Right. And all of the downhill guys and enduro guys are winning on metas and I was like, or common cells. And I was like, all right, there must be something to it. Right. And then I was like, but polished, I'm a BMX guy from the nineties. Like yeah. this would be so sweet. Yeah. It's straight. And up no one's way. ever going to have a polished bike. Right. Made it even better. And that's part of it. Right. Yeah. And that's part of it. just because of your social nature mm-hmm. that starts a conversation or helps start a conversation or gets into a thing for you to shamelessly pedal, whether it's sweet potato stuff or the podcast yeah. or whatever. Because that's part of who you right. are. And right? I did I did Skyway in jean shorts last week. Yeah, brilliant. So you know everybody was like... Were they hand-ups? Yeah, they were hand-ups. Those hand-ups, jean shorts are pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty legit. Awesome. They're, They're staying legit. for good now. It looks like I pooped myself. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Skyway mud. I've got a... Uh, you gave me that jersey. I can't wait to wear it. I'm going to wear it on, on the Broduro, Frenduro, whatever we're calling it. But that... it. You know, again, I like the hand-up stuff. Yeah. Speaking of hand-up stuff, we do have a pretty epic prize uh, to give away. It's handy... It's handy. It's very handy. So, uh, what do you what do you want to give away out of this? So, we have some hand up merch that we're going to give away. We so, we are very box. lucky to have some hand up merch. Let's give away. Let's give away some gloves. Okay, so we're going to have a set of gloves. We're giving away a set of gloves. How about um, the, the Americas. Let's give away the Americas. Yeah, the Americas. Okay, so we're giving away a set of hand up gloves. These are straight up legit hand up gloves. They American are the America gloves. gloves, the American flag. I don't know what it says on the inside. Let's see what it says. Say America. Oh my God, it does. It does. It says Mercia. I mean, Mer- America. America. <laughs> so it says America inside the gloves. We're giving those away. So in order to win those, brand new hand up gloves. We're going to have to do these are size medium, but it doesn't matter. You can give if them you to have your small girlfriend. Hands that smell like cabbage. You should probably be on the festival tour. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, if you wear mediums, this is a great prize for you. It is 100%. <laughs> there we go. So, um, and you'll get some stickers. And you get some stickers. We'll throw some, some stickers in there with you. We'll get, definitely give you one of ours, and there's some hand up stickers. So, you'll That's get right. both. Um, I think what we should do is play another round of everybody's favorite game. Star Trek. Is it Star Trek or oh, is it Star Wars? Is it I'm, st- I'm still over what, four or five? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty bad. Uh, Pritchard is still the best. That yeah. uh, No one knows that this isn't fake. Like, <laughs> I know, well, no, no. people. Is- I think some people do. And I was, I, I, at the trailhead last night, some people were like, yeah, so uh, really? And I was like, no, no, y'all don't understand. He legitimately, and on other podcasts I'm on, the 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 Pritchard lore has been like spun through several times because it's so epic, <laughs> and so it's become a whole thing of hilarity. I did listen to the podcast you were on, and they were like, "You got to bring him in here. I think it'd be funny." I'm like, I I played sports. Like, there's a different level of hazing. Yeah, that the Star Wars people would do. Like, I don't get it. Like, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. 
Uh, I think it'd be interesting if you went in and watched how competitive people are at Magic, the, the gathering card no, game. No, it wouldn't. It's full competition, like anger. <laughs> it's sport. It, it is I, sport mentality. I'd just yell Yahtzee or some shit. Like <laughs> it's just. <laughs> so there's a there's a uh, there's a famous story. There's a card that can destroy a lot of other cards or whatever, and however it's played. And so this guy had one, and it's worth a lot of money. It's worth like a couple thousand dollars because these cards. He could buy a bike. He probably should. But he had this card and he was in a tournament. And so whatever the card touches, it destroys the, the earth or whatever. So he actually took the $7,000, multi-thousand dollar card and ripped it up in shreds and sprinkled it all over the other guy's cards. And he won. Oh my God. But he destroyed that just for that reason. That's the lore, right? Like that's the famous nerd story of nerd stories on that side of things. They went that way. All right. So speaking he of. He out with all of Comic-Con. That's exactly right. Is it Star Trek or is it Star Wars? Your only two answers are allowed. The first name I'm going to give you. This is a name. Okay. I'll give you it's a name and it's a name of a person. Right. And that person's name is Lore. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay, got it. So we went with Lore and that is Star Wars, right? That's what I say, yeah. All right. Probably not the sure. next one is another character. This is another character, a little bit of a deep cut. Okay. So you got a 50-50 chance here. This character's name is Chopper. Chopper? Yep. This character's name is Chopper. Oh, man. All right. Let's go. That sounds like Star Wars. Star Trek is a little too, like, rigid for Chopper. All right. Chopper, Star Wars, good. So uh, what's, our- that, what's that uh, dude that plays all... He played Machete. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Yeah, I feel like he could be Chopper. He could be Chopper. Okay. Danny Trejo is Chopper. All right. That's delightful. Um, All right. So this one uh, I'm going to throw at you and, and it's going to seem potentially obvious. Okay. For you people. No. All right. But it's a trick question at the same time. Okay. All right. Mandalore. Star, Star Wars or Star Trek Mandalore. Star Wars or Star Trek? I, f- I mean, I've watched The Mandalorian with my kids. Right. By watched, I mean it was on the TV when I was in the room. <laughs> yes. I think <laughs> so, your kids have probably watched what Chopper was on as well. Okay. Maybe. I feel like you're trying to trick me with like some weird thing where Star Trek like crossed universes into Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patton Oswalt. Insert Patton Oswalt rant here. Is that could that be possible? Is that no. been done? No, that's not been done. Maybe in comics, but I don't think so. That would be too weird. Let's just go with Star Wars, just because right. of Mandalorian. Great. So we have uh, lore, which is from uh, you said from Star Wars. Star Wars. We have chop. You went all Star Wars answers today. I did. I don't. Trust you said Chopper that is Star Wars, and you said Mandalore Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I don't trust Star Trek. I saw a thing where these people dressed up like Star Trekians and went to a Renaissance festival just to F with the Renaissance people. That's pretty rad. It's not very nice. That's fantastic. Renaissance people make their own weapons. Like they will kill you. I know, but but so in so <laughs> so you know, like in Star Trek, there's often many episodes where they go to a planet or they go back in time oh, and they end that. up in that Star Trek outfit wandering around a primitive planet. So oh. if they role played that, that could have been absolute hilarity. I think that's what they were doing. They oh, were acting like they were lost. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, absolutely. Great. I like the trollability of it, right? But I, I, I didn't know that they left their ship. Yeah. So that's news to me. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news here on the 
subscribe to the Rebel Podcast. Star Trek people leave their ship. <laughs> yeah, that's news to me. Okay, you thought they were like in a submarine the whole time? No, they I just... thought they were on that. Sh- I know what their sh- no, maybe I don't know what their ship looks like. I get it confused with Star Wars. <laughs> like, is it a round circle thing? I don't yes, know. it's a circle. I'll give you that. All right, it's like it a has circle. Thrusters with... on it. No, is that what they're called? Yeah, I mean they're they're aliens. but if we want to do spaceballs trivia, I'm on it because I know where yogurt is. <laughs> there you go. That's basically all you got to do is think about yogurt and Pizza the Hut. I love yogurt. Yeah. I love John, John Candy is hilarious. Yeah, barf, is barf. That yeah. Um. All right. So we have those. So the way we'll do it, the way same way we did last time. If you know the correct answers, you got to post them in the comments, and then we will pick someone at random to throw in there. It'd be better if you haven't left a review on Apple to do that. On yeah, that. throw it in there too. Because what a random review! If you have this random, there's one on there that has Star Wars answers. It's, it's like, fantastic. That's up? the best review ever. We'll Mountain take it. Like podcast with Star Wars answers. I'm not going to say that influences some uh, your name in the hat drawing, but it could influence the name in the hat drawing. We've said that before. The more reviews. The better we do. I'm also beginning to realize that of our listeners, I'm of the minority in the Star Trek. Star it is uh, apparently mountain bikers. You're the only one. I'm the only one. I'm, um, I'm the young Jedi chosen one. Hey, that's is pretty. Is that a thing? Yeah, that was a good. You actually made sense there. You're pretty good. Man. You were the chosen one. I mean, it means you become evil at some point, but that's all right. Start off I fine. have to get burnt first, right? That's, listen to you. You have seen something. Something. That's some evidence that you've seen something. <laughs> remember, I've watched them. Yeah. But you just don't remember anything. Not much. The best is still the Ahsoka being right here. Yeah. Right above your head. That's so in dope. in your eye shot. Like, so there's dope. no joke. Um, all right. So, speaking of that, we also have multiple answers, some of them hilarious, for our last contest the, the last on the last episode, which was... Uh, what is some of your coping mechanisms for fear? Right. One of my favorite answers we got was from Wes Johnson. I know Wes, uh, he's a coast guard. Wes posted, he just imagines people naked. Yeah. And your response was, I don't think that would be great with a bunch of bros on the trail. <laughs> yeah. Now, not, not cool. No, that would be very awkward very quickly. Um, and then at which point I don't want to think about the turn down naked. Right. Oh man. Yeah. I might have to just do it for fun. <laughs> we'll just blur it out. No, just blur um, it out anyway. So, we need to pick a winner from that. We had a lot of great answers. That was one of the standouts for me, but we need to pick a winner from that. So do we have like sort of a random scenario here to pick these? Yeah, we put them into a hat already or into a yeah. rando drawing. The rando drawing. Shout out to rando. Great artist. <laughs> Just to pick somebody that has done well supporting. I mean, if you answered, you're doing well supporting. Yeah, that's, that's what, the support that's we're the after. Support. Um, but if you could just everybody keep sharing the hell out of it because we really like oh, it. Oh, it totally helps. Oh, he's showing, and we're pulling now. We're going to go. We're going to get. It's still spinning every time it stops. We're going back and forth. Uh, All right, so here we go. I'm going to go, and I'm going to pick a number, and then you just tell me if it's correct. We had to make sure there was a couple other names on that list. Here we go. Uh, There's 12 people on the list, so I have one through 12, and we're going to pick from there. Here we go, and I'm going to go with number three. All right. And the winner is for the, was it Lucky Shot Coffee? Bag? Lucky Shot Coffee, stickers, and I'm going to throw in a t-shirt. I have a free craft show t-shirt you can Ooh, have. Ooh, he's got a t-shirt I don't have to make. Yep. Hey, by the way, everybody else that's already won has not gotten their stuff because it's in my car. Yeah. At the shop. Shout out to not give, <laughs> giving our stuff away. Hey, we still have it. We're Legit contest winners, but yes. Uh, so, yeah, who, who won right, this? The winner is David 
Wilson. There we go. David Wilson. Good David job, Wilson, man. congratulations. You've won a delicious bag of Lucky Shot Coffee, a sticker pack, which is all custom stickers. It's fun stuff. And uh, a shirt. So you get all three of those items. Thank you for posting. Everybody that posted, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Next time, we will post our question a little further in advance to maybe build up yeah, even we did more. Today. Yeah. I mean, it was on the episode. It's yeah. on the episode. Yeah, we told everybody. Nobody's doing what we tell them. Well, they did after the fact. Right. Lesson learned. We just need to post it on the page. We got to just hold their hands. Like, if you want to win. Because the hand up stuff's pretty, that's pretty good Yeah, hey, we stuff. got some good stuff. We still have those pedals, your pedals. I've got some pedals we're going to uh, give away soon. We got to start doing some social media shares where everybody yeah. shares our page and gets us out further. Because, I, I mean, I've been beating the drum at all these events I go to. I'm right. sure everybody from Mississippi to Georgia to Central right. Alabama has heard me. If you guys would like a uh, Ride the Rebellion, the podcast, a Zero Drop podcast sticker, yes, right. you can find me or Dale. I'm almost out already because I gave a bunch out last night, but Dale has a, a stack of those. This is the first run of those stickers. We may change them the next time. They could be holographic next time. They could be pink, purple. We don't know. We just mix it up. So those exist for now. So if you'd like those in limited supply, they're available. So just uh, find us and you can get those. Yeah. Or just message me and I'll send you a couple. One, yeah, Absolutely. Two. Share you have to share it on your social media first. Yeah, take a picture, yeah. screenshot, and That's then right. show it, and then we're good. Screenshot the post before you send me yeah. screen pictures of stuff. I don't we want. will have more stuff. Um, is there anything else we need to touch on? No, just ride your bike. Yeah, just ride. Always we so. probably should have done. Um, by the way, I'm Drew, and at the end of the show, we're <laughs> going to do it. And I am I am here with the king of the South Alabama turndown, Dale. And I'm Dale. And I'm turning down for what? <laughs> turning down for what? Uh, if you have not followed us, you can follow us on all the social channels at Ride the Rebellion. Is that at, correct? At the Ride the Rebellion. Yes. At Ride the Rebellion. You can follow us everywhere. Facebook, Insta, YouTube. Yep. Is that pretty much Spotify. it? Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Apple Podcast. We do not do, currently have a Snapchat. That's paid premium. <laughs> That's premium paid if you want to join the we'll Snapchat. OnlyFans soon, too. <laughs> Heck yeah. OnlyFans. Only sins. And OnlyFans is only going to be videos of us live at the Rebellion. That's it. Oh, sneak peeks. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, and we've talked about doing some live stuff uh, soon as well. The only other thing to mention is that coming up, it is private, but soon, hopefully again, we've talked about being public. We're going to try and do some uh, fun stuff from the first ever, first annual uh, Actually, it's not an annual because we're going to make it like a yeah. like a league. People but the very say first the first annual and the annual means it's already happened, right? So it's the first. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's the first of uh, many. We hope uh, friend duros. Um, we were calling it bro duros, and we realized that's not representative. We have a we have a pretty diverse group of people that hang out with us, so we want to make sure that bro is not totally that way. I'll have to fix the belt. That's fine. But it's the first annual friend duro. And uh, we'll bring you highlights, maybe some video from that. I had some people offer to shoot and help film, um, but it'll be a fun thing. We actually even have a championship belt, so we'll talk a lot of trash. Maybe we'll have the winner on. If it's Dale, then we'll get somebody uh, else on. <laughs> I'm only going trying to go fast, fast, and that's not the premise of the race. That's so. correct. Um, we have some big things happening from the podcast, though. Yeah, You guys have to stay tuned because there's some really awesome like bigger things than just us. That's right. Yeah. Like uh, some mountain bike credibility things. Well, it's the community reaching out, yeah, which is and, cool. And, and, and us being able to yeah. help reach the community. That's the kind of stuff we're after anyway. Me being so. a drummer boy. That's right. <laughs> so we're hopefully going to have more than that. And then um, we'll see you guys on the trails as soon as we possibly can. And if we have any public rides coming up, 
Make sure you follow us on the social outputs, which is uh, at Ride the Rebellion. And you can find us there on all those and come hang out with us, get stickers, whatever else. Hey, get out and ride your new bike. Hey. Hey, we're out. <laughs>